0: Am I am I on the right show?
1: You see what happens when you miss a show, we like change the locks, we can't let you back into the studio. I mean you gotta be
0: here, man. Hey, look, all I'm saying is I have I have been overwhelmed with creative focuses on everything right now. So I have been booked. There will be a lot less of me going forward. I'll still be around. I'll still be around. But there's there's a lot of uh creative juices going into the other show and uh the health of uh one of our uh 1334 family members is is very important to us so um yeah but i'm i'm glad to be back i kind of needed something to be light and happy and fresh and there was so much to talk about that i didn't get to talk to you about last week i know the one week that you had to miss was the one week where we had so
1: much going on but i mean we held our own, like I said, I've always got backup plans, and I got backup plans for the backup plans, just in case these things happen. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the one things I wanted to kind of jump off with, is let's take the trailer down and get your perspectives on it. So what do you think of it overall?
0: I think uh, Poisonous Mega shelter looks awesome. Um, uh, I love how uh, the... It's not a shelter. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what?
1: It's a slow poke. It's evolved
0: to a slow king. Let's be honest here that pokemon only has relevance because the shelter but the mega the the mega the the poisonous uh, Slowking, the galarian Slowking, looks really good uh it looks almost like it's perfectly themed for the halloween day that it comes out or the halloween week it it comes out for for the C- crown tundra and oh man did i call the october release i had that feel i had it i was like there's just a gut feeling it's october I don't know. I thought. See, I had October twelfth to October twentieth. I was I was in the ballpark a little bit. I was off a couple of days, but I, I knew it. That's one of the things where I was gonna like bet money. Like I think this is gonna be a November thing. Like they're gonna let
1: us wait this out a bit, and like it's a big you know anniversary of here's Sword and Shield have been out. Here's the last of the DLC, or what we think might be the last of the DLC. Who knows? But yeah, you got the timing down pretty well.
0: Yeah, it's a
1: it's a blessing and a curse. Um <laughs> hey I mean it's coming already so I mean gives it's something to kind of dive into and
0: Yeah um but also just uh what I've taken away from it is they've made the presentation of this DLC incredibly good. They they've made it seem more important than the Isla armor. It seems more fun. Uh it looks beautiful. I'm excited for it. Now when I see that poorly rendered tree that everyone's going to complain about online um I'll just cheer for it and I'll be a fan of it. But I'm looking forward to all the activities with the legendaries, the 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 sub stories of each of them, because I heard we're getting those. The the broccoli bunny deer thing. Um, I'm still not a fan of it.
1: You got a bu- the bunny part right at least, so I'll give you that much.
0: I didn't want you to jump jump on me mid sentence and, and correct me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm 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 excited for the Reggies. I want to. See, it just looks so neat. The temples, the the artwork, the the two new Reggies look great. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how they do it. I
1: would really love it if, when it comes to the Reggies, remember back in Gen three when you had to solve like that braille puzzle and like figure everything out. I'm hoping yeah. maybe we get a little something like that to kind of keep us having to rely on like, the internet and like talk with people and figure out these like patterns and puzzles and stuff because i think that'll make it a lot more interesting didn't they do that in auras uh yeah it, but i mean i think it was the same puzzles so i mean those answers have been around for a while so i mean something a little bit new to kind of dig into and try to like figure out like it's like a community project Did you
0: see the video it, like the character was hopping on the little dots on the ground and they were lighting up oh yeah so i mean stuff like yeah that so it's cool. like things like that so yeah, like I'm 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 sure we'll have something a little different. Um but yeah, I'm excited. I agree with you. I'm 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 looking forward to the puzzles and stuff that they solve. I think that's the best part of the DLC so far, that I can kind of tell. And nice little uh nice little things uh they did for the the Bump of Chicken music video. Uh I saw the Stand by Me reference that they kept referencing on the TVs in the the towns. Yep they did uh, a wonderful job with that i loved just the music it sounded like a perfect anime opening uh all the little characters that were in the background like you saw the gym leaders and their pokemon and stuff like i liked it and i like the art style it looked really neat it looked good
1: i think after like watching some reviews and like some like people break everything down the only group that didn't get like a nod or anything during the video were just the battle frontier leaders they were the only ones that don't really pop
0: up anywhere in that. There's a reason why. They're pro- they're the least the least well recognized characters out of all the characters that you go up against. Let's be honest. If you're trying to appeal to the masses, not everyone went that deep into the Pokemon games beyond the main story.
1: I know, but like the Battle Shadowlands got like a shout out, so I was like one of those. Like, uh, maybe you should at least put them as a little side note too, just like as a nod to it. But. Eh. So cram that much of Pokemon history into like a three minute video was actually <laughs> pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm excited to see because I know they always do really cool, neat projects and stuff. I'm excited to see what they do in February for the 25th and that's coming. It's closing in.
1: You know, that's something I talked to you about, I think when the trailer first dropped was it's nice to see them. They kind of do these like collectives and I would wonder if maybe this video is something you might want to have saved for like the anniversary or maybe make something even bigger because it's not just another anniversary when we get to February. It's the 25th anniversary, and that's a pretty big milestone for a lot of games, right there. A lot of franchises don't really make it to that point at all, and just kind of get snuffed out by history. So I kind of wonder what they would have planned for that big event.
0: Um, I think it's it's something uh they wanted to do to kind of give us something because think think about it right now. They gotta kind to of give us a little extra. Uh, And I think they want to give everyone a little extra of something to be celebratory for because this year has just kind of been different. Um, And next year that, you know, they've had everything they have planned for the 25th anniversary. They had figured out last year. They have everything clocked out. They're ready to go about a year and a half in advance that's just kind of how it works for them oh yeah um and you'll see the writings. yeah you'll see the writings on the wall and they'll do stuff here and do stuff there and they'll let you know it's coming or if something's coming so i do think they do another big production like that for the 25th i think it'll be a little more detailed and i think it'll be better uh because look at how awesome those video packages were when they did for the 20th anniversary the train on ones with the with the boy Oh, yeah. Um, like, the, the, the parents would be with their kids, or the, the boy who moved from uh, Japan to Hawaii, and, you know, all that stuff. Like, they did such detail with all of those. Um, I think we're going to get more of that next year.
1: Yeah, I think that would make sense. I'm probably tying into like, some, I guess, major release that they're going to have for next year, if they have that planned, or... I mean, we like I said, we've talked about this before. We've got a lot of games that are out there, but... Not a lot of info on what they entail or, you know, or when we're actually going to see these things. I mean, there's even titles that we've heard and they're still actually we've heard about some titles like Sleep, but we've never heard anything from about them again since that time. So who knows? Maybe it's just going to be one giant news day and we'll have to take multiple episodes to cover it all when we get to February.
0: I think it was one of those things where they probably created it and had a great idea for it, but they never had it fully developed. And then when they developed it, it wasn't to the standard in which they wanted to put out the product. So they kind of just ditched it so no one can really... People are going to remember it, but it's not going to be a focal point. It was almost like a trial and error thing. They're just like, here, let's see how this gets reaction. Let's see how people react with this and see how it goes. Uh, Or I could be wrong and they probably just wanted to correct it and make sure it was all all up to their standards so they can release it and what better way to release it as something to dive into the you know other than the 25th anniversary it's like they always give you those weird little side things or like replay the gen 1 or gen 2 games on 3ds or whatever the day of that pokemon day so there's something to do that day and sleep could be one of those titles that um that gets that treatment
1: true i mean one kind of have to see and I know there's been work on, like, peripherals for sleep and stuff, and those patents have been out, so... That just makes me wonder, like, how do they have this plan? Like, I know they've got a master plan to it all, but I just want to know, what's this grand schedule that they've got? I know there's one thing I kind of want to ask you about, too, because I know there's a little bit of annoyance that popped up online. How do you feel about us, you know, not getting to bring in our Pokémon into the Adventure Dens? Like, you have to use rental Pokémon this round. Uh... I don't know if you knew that or I, not, but
0: yeah. <laughs> I saw something I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Uh, I've kind of been on my head's been on a swivel and I've been going 100 miles down the road the last couple of weeks. Um the using the rental Pokémon, I actually thoroughly love that for the simple fact of how good are you? You understand like this 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 yeah. this really is strategically picking apart what you're good at because there Pokemon's a game of chance it's not you can strategize for it and everything but it is a big game of chance it's numericals and everything flinch and haxes and stuff like, It is a big game of chance so this is almost how can you strategize for something but you're not knowing what you're strategizing for because if you look at competitive scene you usually know everyone's teams yeah you, you see them and you know what they're, you know, someone battled them two rounds ago. That team's locked and locked and loaded. That's your team. And so people will figure it out or find something. Um, this time you're kind of going into a, a, a crapshoot, like a, a gamble, and you're trying to figure it out. And I think this will prove who the best trainer really is more so than not.
1: Yeah. that's you know, what me and Crate talked about last week. It's, I like the idea of you now got to think. Instead of, let me just go to Pokemon, you know, home, let me withdraw my, like, level 100 Mewtwo, and I'll blast through this. Like, you actually got to work for this for once. It, it's going to take some effort. It's not something you're going to be able to, like, breeze through. I'm pretty excited to kind of see what they do. I mean, so hopefully the rental Pokemon have, you know, I mean, they're, they have to be balanced. You can't make a game that you can't win, because if you did that, then, yeah. oh boy, people are going to be super mad, so i'm excited to kind of see how people are going to collaborate more you know even people who stream how are you are gonna be able to like work and think of these like good strategies and i don't think as far as i've read you'll know what legendaries in the den i think all you see is possibly a type so i mean who knows when you do this den if it's like an ice type well i mean i saw it could that it's just you just know it's going to be it might it might even just be a legendary it might not even be a legendary it might just be like a really powerful like fully evolved pokemon so there's so much, like, not knowing that I'm really, like, looking forward to when we get to it. It's in, like, what, almost two weeks now? To kind of see, you know, what all this is going to entail. And, I mean, once it's over, I mean, it opens the door for more to come in in the coming weeks. Once we get past this, as far as we know, main series-wise, we're kind of in a dead zone where we don't know what's coming next. But we'll have plenty of time to kind of, like, play it, you know, see what it's got and build, hopefully build up to something when we get to the anniversary.
0: I think... Uh I'm looking forward to it. I've I've looked into it. I've 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 watched it. I've kind of stayed back though. I haven't been online and looking for stuff and looking at stuff like I usually do because we're so close. And I know the thing that keeps popping up is everyone's already clamoring for the third DLC.
1: Yeah, we don't even know if there is a third DLC. It's somebody on Reddit just made something, which I don't know if we haven't really... even played yeah. the second set yet. I know it's like. Enjoy what comes first, then we'll see. I mean, I think i asked the question, you know, would you want, like, another wave of DLC, or would you just want, like, the next game to come up? Because uh, if we get DLC, it would probably take up the year. So if there's any hopes for, like, a remake or anything, we probably wouldn't see it. We would just see the DLC. So what would you prefer?
0: I don't want another DLC. Uh, Pokemon has a track record of ending the generation or at least the main series stories with the legendaries. That's just, that's their, that's their cue that it's okay. We're going to go to the next step now. So wait for it. And like, I think of uh, gen uh, five, you think of gen six, it's at the end of its life cycle or the end of its, its time period. They start pumping in the legendaries for DLC codes for whatever. And now that this DLC is super heavily surrounding the legendaries, I think you know, I there's no need for a third DLC. There's just there's not. We don't need it. So this is, hey, let's go to the next game, remake, uh something that something to propel us forward instead of keeping us in the same loop. Uh I, I I'm 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 against the DLC. Are you are you for or are you against it?
1: I would agree with you. I wouldn't complain if there was another DLC, but I think I'm ready to see, you know, what the next step is, you know, is it a remake of, you know, Diamond and Pearl, or fused with like some elements of Platinum, is it the one thing that people won't stop talking about, the remake of Gen 2, I just want to see what the next step is, I'm ready to kind of go on, we had our fun in Galar, if we come back, I want to hopefully see something new in Galler, like a new story, or like some master remake or definitive edition if we come back here but i i would rather see you know something new in the timeline i mean i don't think we're gonna get gen 9 next year i mean there's no way yeah so i would rather want to see something you know in the vein of like a new remake or i mean maybe we're not even gonna get anything and they're just gonna focus on you know like unite and they're just gonna
0: focus on you know
1: snap and stuff next year and if that's the plan that's okay too i'd be fine with that option like I'm in no hurry. I'm just, I just want to see like what's next.
0: Snap, and see with you saying that real quick. I don't think I would argue or complain if we got a third DLC. I'm just at the point where, yeah, let's go on to the next thing. We have all the legendaries now. That's it's it it's we'll we'll close the door. We'll go to the next step. Um, but with Snap, I think Snap is going to be the title that they give us to hold us over until we get the game mid November next year um and that's just a a lofty bet that i'm like you know how i felt about the october release it's just one of those things where it's like you look at the track record you kind of look at the business model and then you look at what they do and how are you going to do it and and they always have to have something uh worthwhile for the year yeah um and i think i think snap will be the game that comes out maybe march and just holds us over until november that's just kind of what I think they're gonna do with that because I think that's that's the most wanted title. I know Unite's gonna come out at some point in time. I'm predicting a summer. Like I know it said I think it said spring, didn't it?
1: Uh, they haven't re- like announced a release date or a window. They just said here's Unite and we'll see you
0: eventually. We think. I thought I saw I thought I saw through the developers that it was targeted towards spring. Like they would try to have it good to go by uh good to go by spring. But I don't I just don't see it coming out in spring. I just I don't
1: I don't think I've seen like an official announcement on like a trailer or anything, but I mean they may have said something to like developers during you know their meetings and stuff, like their investors st- might
0: get together and all that. It was through uh it was through what was it, Game Informer or whatever, uh that I saw that. It, might uh, be. it was like IG, IGN or Game Informer they, they got it from uh, I think you were right through a developers meeting um, but yeah they said it was like aiming towards spring yeah I just I don't, I don't know I don't see it coming out in spring
1: yeah well you see I would agree with you the thing is I would say they put Unite probably like April May-ish that way they feature it in you know Worlds 2021 which I'm going to assume we're all going to be able to leave our houses by then then you have that to keep people playing keep you entertained you know they feature it at world they'll probably do like a, i don't know if they'll do a qualifier for unite they might do like what they did with pokemon go and just invite some like well-known youtubers or like people that are really good at like the league of legends dota games and stuff like that and then we have like to november would be when like when snap drops you know for the holiday release and that finishes out the year so I think Unite Sweat will kind of carry us through, like, the spring, summer, and then I mean, pretty much what you're saying, you know, Snap is what's going to get us through the fall and the winter, and then we we'll get to the next anniversary, and then maybe we get like a new, like, drop of something, uh, nah, like a new so title you, or something.
0: It's, Snap is the main side title they came out with. The main side title that came out when we got Sun and Moon was Let's Go, no, not Let's Go, uh, we got, was it Pokin? Poken was... Yeah, it was around switch. that time, yeah. So that that came out early. Go was the big mobile release at the end of the summer. Then we got Sun and Moon. I think we repeat that track record. Where we get the side game first, we get the mobile game second, and I agree with you about them introducing it at Worlds, but not to qualify. I think you're right about having like well-known YouTube personalities or people who've played the game just to have them div- just show off the game and and you know show its playability and everything and show the competitive format on the world stage then you go into the end of the year with whatever the other title is cuz you're not just going to try to bank one year off a game that already had bad press in unite and then hope that the side game that probably won't have a lot to sink your teeth in completely like I don't get I don't give snap that much credibility to be a lengthy game to be what you're holding off for a whole 25th anniversary. I just, I don't see it. I, I almost see them repeating the cycle of two th- uh, 2016 with uh, Sun and Moon that year. Also, what I'm looking forward to is the calendar stuff they do. What do you think they do next year for the calendar events? So think about it. For the 20th anniversary at Toys R Us's, at, at GameStops you had select plushies the bagged plushies of the legendaries you had different dlc codes of the legendaries and stuff well with this dlc the legendaries aren't going to be the main focus what do you think we get as the calendar like the time period thing throughout the year
1: what was the first one it was it was the year of legendary and then the year of mythics or was mythics then legendary which one was first
0: the 20th anniversary it was they went mythicals first the mythicals were the ones you got in the plushies and then the legendaries were the DLC codes. Because it was Mew, Celebi and I remember there was like the Manaphy, the Arceus, but see at the end they had Darkrai and Genesect in the bags. So I remember those too. Like but you know, but I know, uh it started out with the mythicals. And then even on the back of the poster you got the the mythical thing, uh, the mythical s- picture with all of them on it on the back of the 20th anniversary poster that you were given wherever you went
1: see i don't think that you would want to do legendaries because we're already essentially getting them in the dlc so it's kind of redundant if they did it it would be like they would have to be like shiny legendaries and we would have to have found out that maybe they're like shiny locked in the dlc which i kind of doubt but i mean i don't think legendaries is the way to go the Mythic seems still kind of new, but as kind of a way for people to kind of, like, get back in there and get, like, their another another chance at these, they could redo the Mythicals and then lead up to maybe, um, I'm hoping this isn't the case, maybe releasing Zarud at the end. Like, I'm still hoping we get Zarud now, or maybe there's, like, another Mythical in the Sword and Shield series that we haven't seen yet, and maybe we just lead up to, I, I don't know if they would do another movie, but, like, another movie and, like, another Mythical at the end of it.
0: So wait, hold on, timeout. That's that's gonna be my question. Is Zarud a mythical or a legendary? Zerute is a mythical. Okay. So does that make Calyrex and the, the Urshifu mythicals or legendaries?
1: No, those are legendaries. If you can get so. it catch it in the game without having without, without having the need of a special item or whatever, they are considered legendaries. If you have to get it through an event. It's a mythical. There's also a classification to them. I mean, if you look them up on the website and everything, but that's the baseline of how I've come to understand it. and The simplest way I can explain to somebody without telling them, just go look it up. Like I know Deoxys is kind of like a gray area, because technically he was a mythical. You could only get him through distributions, but when we got Oris, you could catch him in the game, so that kind of bends the rules, but there's always one Pokemon in every set that kind of the rules are like adjusted and twisted for them. So
0: To piggyback the mythicals in Sword and Shield, the extra ones, since we have Zerud, there might be others. I mean, we have that storyline of like the sovereign and steed or whatever. Yeah. Did you see that one? I mean, I don't know who that's targeted towards. Maybe those are those mythicals that you're you're thinking about. Because think about it. We had, they could we had be. Hoopa. We had Hoopa, Diancy, and, and Volcanion in the coding of a game. Yeah. And then we we, we, we didn't get them until till, uh, Auras.
1: Yeah. So there's always, like, I think once we got past, like, Gen 3, or actually, I think starting from Gen 3, we've always gotten more than one mythical per generation. So I don't think Zarud is it. And now that they can actually, like, patch stuff in, they can actually wait a bit and, you know, keep us guessing that, Maybe there's going to be a new event, and we're going to get another, you know, something to kind of tie up the gallery lore. We might get some more information. I mean, like I said, we don't even know if, like, Sword and Shield is done. Like, there still could be more events coming. There could be more mythicals. I mean, during the trailer, we finally saw, like, hey, look, if you didn't know already or you didn't see the accidental slip-up, there is a G-Max, you know, Mel metal coming out soon. Like, they so, could still put these things in the game, so there's a possibility. And you could use next so, year as a
0: way to lead up to that. So the 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 mailman, Mel metal. I I struggled saying it last
1: week too. I kept saying Mel metal, Mel
0: tan, back and forth, back and forth. It's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. So that's 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 a mythical, right? Yes. And that is that Gen seven or Gen eight? If you had asked me at the
1: beginning, like when it first was announced, I would have said Gen eight because I felt that's how it's marketing. But now that I've seen you know Gen seven and like the TV show and everything, I would. would, Wouldn't he? Yeah, I would put it as a Gen seven
0: mythical but but then you get the you get the you get the uh like here's the thing I mean it might have been in the gen 7 anime I mean Togepi was in gen 1 Munchlax was in gen 3 and they weren't released until gen 2 and gen 4 so that's another weird one where it's like I I I'll put mel mail, I'll put the metal one in <laughs> I'll put that one. We're just gonna yeah. refer
1: to him as the metal one from here on out. It'll just make things so much simpler.
0: Yeah, the metal one's probably gonna have to go Gen Eight, I think, for me. But no, what I was gonna get get a um, what I was gonna get at, out of all of that was um, people spoil everything. So I saw the G Max male metal at like something four months ago or something. They someone leaked it, and it looked neat or whatever. Why do I feel there's going to be a bigger story with that at some point? I don't know why. But, of course, we, we said the same thing with Zygarde and there was no story whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, some of the guys just kind of get shafted there. But
1: I think they're kind of done with the Meltan line. It's, I, I still kind of feel it. But just because of the way that it was, when it was revealed and, you know, where it was showcased, I would oh, I would still kind of lean towards Gen 7, but when they first if you like I said if you asked me when they first showed it I thought it was a gen 8 thing because it was like on all this tease you know okay it's gonna play a big role in gen 8 and then I remember seeing the rumors that it was gonna be armored evolution as like the new mechanic yeah I remember that meltan was gonna like play a role in it and something it was gonna be like something like that and Turns out it wasn't um, Armor Evolution. We're not going Digimon here. It was actually just G-Max was the new forms we got and continued from that storyline. But yeah, it's like one of those things where it depends on when you would have asked me. I would have given you answers, but different answers. But I mean, right now, I would tell you it's a Gen 7 thing. To me, it's a Gen 7 thing.
0: So speaking of uh, generations, Gen 6 is the day of recording. Gen 6's anniversary is today, the 7th anniversary. And by far, uh, my favorite region, I think. And I truly mean that. Like, I think it's my favorite region. Uh, I think it was the most fun I ever had in a game. And I understand the story wasn't all that. But you think of how healthy the Pokemon community was, that's probably when it was at its best. The closest thing you got to that was Go. And Go only lasted for a couple months uh, as far as that. We at least had that halfway through Auras and then the community kind of dissipated and started spinning off Um, but what's what's your take because I was thinking about this we have Gen 8 it's beautiful and everything and it's vast and all that and we have DLCs which look good and and stuff but there's just there was always something missing with Gen 8 like there's something that's just you know it's glaring missing and it's like X and Y there was a lot of missing pieces there and a lot of story that wasn't told what's the best region and what's the worst region you've played through see if i was going to go with best region i would probably give it to kalos because i
1: liked the exposure to the different kinds of elements you got the different kinds of themes like it wasn't just one overarching like setup it was different because you got to go see what the coastline was you got to see like what the forest areas were like what the wastelands were they went like pretty hardcore into like the different designs and theming like we have actually had like a whole forest that was like theme to autumn we had this like actually a creepy bog you had to like walk through and the lead up to the elite four was actually really nice having to go through like this long cave and then having to go climb through these ruins and then be greeted with this like giant castle like the whole like regal element to it like that's what makes it stand out to me so like i really love the design for kalos it will it'll be another like 10 20 years from now but once we eventually get to that remake i'd love to see what they do with it but I would have to give it to Kalos worst region of the set. I would have to probably say Hoenn because there's nothing about Hoenn that really like stands out to me or like screams to me like this is like memorable or great. Or there's like no landmarks that really like. How dare point you! I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Like I mean, that's to me like I have memories of every region because there's something that sticks out to me. There's like focal points that I like getting to. But with Gen three. There's really nothing to me. Like, there's just nothing memorable or huge about that region. I don't know. What would you say?
0: I was going back and forth between two regions. And I kind of felt the same you felt about Hoenn. But Hoenn had, like, Maulville and the Sunken Ship. There was actually a lot of things. uh, Mount Pyre. Like, there was a lot of things that I do remember from it. I might say Galar might be the worst region. And I truly mean that. Like... I love playing the game. I love having the the you know the wild areas and stuff like that. But I think we discussed this a couple episodes ago. Talk about having the biggest opportunity for something and then giving absolutely nothing. So it was on a much more grander scale than X and Y. Because X and Y displayed all those things you said. And it looked good, but there was a lot of things we couldn't explore. They were just there to look good. This whole region was that. You literally would go through, and it was one one-way path. No, no, you know, maze, nothing. To get to the Pokemon League was like one straight line. Like it's it was so the frozen it was trail. So, it was so bad. Like there was nothing about this region, this region might have to be the worst. And it's and it's like not even close. Like, I thought of Ho and I was like, okay. And I know I always run down uh, Sun and Moon, but that's just for the gameplay aspect. I think Sun and Moon is probably second or third best regions, period. Um, But yeah, like, Galar is really stale. It looks aesthetically beautiful when you're like just playing, but then there's just nothing to it. There's no personality to it there's no life to it. It's one of the one of the few knocks I well, actually it was my main knock on on this generation. Um I, I the worst region has to go to Gallore and that's just my that's my opinion. If you don't like it, I understand. I, a lot of people start with these games or because it's on the Switch and it has a higher grade quality, everyone's like, "Oh, it's beautiful, but it's so hollow. There's so much more they could have done with it." it is their like
1: first attempt going on with the console, so I mean, I like with the direction they were going with it. I would agree with you that I yeah. had like a little bit more like diversity or maybe more branching paths and stuff like that. But see, at least to me, galler has got like some memorable areas or some beautiful locations you can check out. When, like, when I kind to think about Hoenn, like I don't get those memories or I don't have that like city that stands out to me at all. So I mean that's why the like, Hoenn would always be like the worst one for me, or the bad region for me.
0: I also think uh, Hoenn just fell at an inopportune time for everybody. Uh, think of, like, Pokemania. Like, that was kind of the trending down period. When Hoenn came, people were leaving. People were growing yeah. up. People didn't... Pe- you get in that... I was one of them. I got halfway through Golden... I think Crystal is when I dipped out. I think Crystal... I was like, okay. And I remember seeing, you know, Ruby and Sapphire stuff. I remember all the commercials for the Game Boy Advance and all that. And I just... I looked at it. I was like, that's not Pokemon to me. And I walked away. But then, you know, playing Emerald before auras came out and just revisiting that region and then trying to play auras and stuff. There's, there is a lot to it. And, and whether, whether we like to admit it or not, there's a lot of personality with that region. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it's their favorite region. It's fine. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I, de- it's definitely one, of, it's one of the two worst for sure, but there's, per- I think that's the other thing. It's just the, per- every region has a personality to it. This is the only one that does not have a personality to it. The personality is the wild area, and I don't think that's a personality. I think that's a just a really neat thing they introduced to the franchise. It's just the safari zone on steroids.
1: True. It's is something that like I am eager like once we do get to gen 9 in like 4 or 5 years whatever have you. Like I want to see what they take where they take the concept next. Like wh- how can we have this idea, people seem to like it. How can we make it better? That's yeah. I mean, it's, it's something we talked about, like every game expands upon itself. So it's I wanna see where they take this, like how can we make this bigger, you know? I don't a lot of people are wanting like a Breath of the Wild style Pokemon game. I don't know if we could hit that level one day, but
0: no the concepts not, not that they're building. Off of,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even then it would I got the feeling something like that would take a long time to develop and people would be clamoring for games so much and begging that The community would just get annoying. It's like, just be patient. Let's see what's coming out. There's one thing I want to ask you. If we do get to, you know, we're going to get to a Gen 6 remake eventually. Are you hoping that they kind of include, you know, some story tie-ins to, like, those areas they teased? You know, like the power plant. You know, maybe something a little bit more Zygarde. That train station that led to a city and teased that, hey, the train could go other places, but we never saw where else it could go.
0: This is me, trying to predict into the future, right? So we're on Gen 4 remakes. If you break down the math, Gen 6 will come out 2032.
1: Yeah, just about as you're looking into your crystal ball here.
0: Yeah, like 2030. You're just because you just you look at the the time stamps in which the games come yeah. out. Uh the remake I almost would totally throw it the realm of rewriting that game like a black and white 2 style. And the story be very reminiscent of the anime. And you get that Zygarde being the focal point of the region. The. Like. You get the the full form. Zygarde complete form and stuff to be kind of like. You know how we had uh, Ultra Necrozma or whatever and everything like that. Like. I want that. You get the I Megazord. I want that in the remake. Mm hmm. I want that as the remake. I want it to. I want the lore to be. This ultimate weapon that whatever it destroyed uh, the landscape of Kalos, or you know, and blah 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 blah, and you have Az, this this storied character, you know, really be a focal point, and uh, Team Flare is a little more severe, and then you know, things start going awry. Like think about it: when the ultimate weapon went off in Gen Six, it went off, and that was it, and that was it. It just it just went off, and. We okay, some, some stones got knocked over and some houses are on their side. That was it. I wanted to see the whole re- the whole region go in shambles, like it did in the anime. So that's kinda what I'm hoping for. And then we get the Zygarde trying to protect it from what Team Flair is trying to do, and then that way we can branch out and get Xerneas and, and then the legendaries can actually get the story that's rightfully told. Because think about it, all legendaries in that in that game was really shafted. Like Xerneas and inaveltal were like you caught they them, but after there. that, there wasn't really much to it. After you caught them, yeah. Like think think about it. Like all the other legendaries, even in auras, there was a meeting with the legendaries you caught. You there, they were a part of the story. Lunala and Solgaleo. You had to travel through Ultra Space to to you know battle the Ultra Beast and everything. Uh, Mega Rayquaza was the thing, uh, and then even this one—you had to take on Eternatus, and then what's the cutscene? You see the 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 so um uh, not so Lunala the uh Zamazenta and Zacian. you see them with the cutscene. Like there's a story to them, and yeah. I, I we I, Gen Six was was really really you know slacking because it was a big leap for them too just like it is sword and shield so you kind of got to give them benefit of a doubt but
1: i mean that's like the one thing that i would have wanted gen 6 to have is like we had the battle frontier when you like finished up gen 3 we had the what was it, the resort area in gen 4 gen 5 there's like a whole half the continent you didn't explore during the main story you can actually go explore it now when we got to gen 6 so just like a okay there's a new city and um yeah that's about it. There's a Chateau or Frontier-like area there. Friend Safaris was an interesting concept and idea.
0: I actually thoroughly liked the Friend Safaris. Did you like the Friend Safaris?
1: I liked them. I just wasn't happy that my Friend Safari was just, like, some pretty, like, eh, Pokemon. <laughs> also, I wanted it to be useful. I wanted to have something that people wanted, but, like, mine was just like, eh, nah, no one's going to come to my Friend Safari. I think I had a Grass one.
0: Was, oh, yeah. See, you had a Grass one, but, like, I was trying to remember. I was I at first thought yours was the one that I kept running into pyroars at, but there was one that I got. It was one of, one of my friends. They had like water, so I'd run into war turtles all the time. It was like war turtles and ears. It was almost like all the all the uh, really good water ones and, and stuff. And then the 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 ghost one was a good one.
1: See, I think mine was like Maractus. I think like lilligant and maybe. I, I want to say Whimsicott, but I don't think that's right but it was it was something to that nature like it was something that I know people weren't in a rush to go see unless you're trying to finish out your decks.
0: Yeah, I made I made mine was steel. I don't remember any of the Pokémon I had on that. I just knew mine was steel. That's it. I always thought, I always thought
1: that was like that cool little moment where you got to like add a new friend like okay, I want to see what your new friend Safari I know you don't play Pokémon, yeah. but I just want to see what your new friend Safari has. That mm-hmm. was like what was that would be kind of cool if they introduced that again or you know, maybe touch up on it in like another game but I mean We'll see when we ever get to that day. I and mean, who knows if we'll still have that, this podcast going in like eight years when that game comes out. Or, you know, yeah. in like 20 years when, you know, the remakes of, you know, Gen 8 come out. And we'll probably be like on Gen 20 at that point. Yeah, the future.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. It's just one step at a time. I I don't want to age that quickly. Just thinking about the Gen 6 remakes dated me quite a bit. I was like, <laughs> 32? Oh goodness! How old will I be then? It makes or me start wondering. Goodness. Like, wait, where am I going to be in about eight years? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, let's let's slow down. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have. My, I just know uh, I wanted to end on the Gen Six anniversary because, again, I'm biased. That's my favorite. Uh, that's when I felt again the Pokemon community was at its highest um, in in a long time. It kind of breath breathes fresh air into the franchise. Um, but we did get a Team Rocket event, I saw, or we're getting one. Oh, yeah. On um, I know our
1: recording schedule this week's a little wonky, so we actually were able to cover this instead of having no news. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I
0: was like, I was like, we have one piece of news to go out on. It's something we can work with.
1: Um, yeah, so it was, it's late breaking. I haven't had time to like really break down every little detail, but from what I've seen, it's they're adding a new kind of egg to Pokemon Go in the form of Strange Eggs. They're, instead of the normal colors, you know, like purple, green, yellow, what have you, they're red. They require uh, 12 kilometers of walking for you to actually hatch these things. For right now, the only way you're going to be able to get them is you're going to have to, it Actually, the event's actually starting today. I think by the time like we finish recording here, the event's actually live. So by the time this episode goes up, have fun, trainers. I mean, go defeat the Team Rocket grunts and the Team Rocket leaders. And when you beat down the leaders, you'll have a chance of getting one of these eggs. And the eggs are going to have some new Pokemon that haven't been seen in eggs yet. Um, Volibee is a brand new one coming that you have a chance to get. Interesting that all the promotional artwork has... Art, there we go. They have Ponniart on it, but the event doesn't have Ponyart anywhere in the notes. So I'm wondering if we're going to get like a Ponniart research weekend or something. But We'll see with that one. But yeah, you'll be able to get like Volibee, Trubbish, Scraggy from these eggs. There's some new shadow Pokemon like Growlithe and I think like Aerodactyl that if you fight the Team Rocket Grunts or the leaders, you might find, you know, the shiny shadow versions of these Pokemon. So that's another thing that's going to be added in there. There's going to be a focus on poison types and dark types in the wild instead of the happy nature event that we had going on for this past weekend. Um, Other things, kind of important, or at least one important thing to note, um, if you do not have an open egg slot, When you go and fight the Team Rocket leaders for these eggs, you are not getting the new Strange Egg. So, trainers, make sure you have an open slot in your egg inventory. When you go do these battles, that way you get the Strange Egg and not Rage that you just wasted all your time doing this fight and not getting anything. So, yeah, do that much at least, trainers. Like, make sure you have the open slot for the egg. But, yeah, there's a quick rundown. That's pretty much what the event is. So, um I think this is, they said this is the last Team Rocket event of the year, which is kind of interesting because they've they never ever said stuff like that. But yeah, after this, um, nothing really big from Team Rocket from here until Christmas time, which makes sense. We're getting to the holidays. So I would expect probably next week there's going to be a Halloween, up, a Halloween event news, and then we'll get something for Thanksgiving, and then we'll have our big Christmas event to end out the year. Oddly enough, still no Gen 6 and Pokemon Go. We're almost to the end of the year and still have not seen anything for that region. I, I was really hoping maybe we'd be catching pump caboose for Halloween. I mean, it's still a possibility, but who knows? Who knows? Only time will tell. Yep. I'm still curious about this pond yard. Like, it drives me nuts seeing something in the image and reading the notes and not being featured. Like, Tell me, people. I, I need to know. I have to plan weekends around all this, especially if it's a research thing.
0: All right, man. Well, it was great to be back. Um, I was happy to be back. Uh, I kind of needed it. It's just i'm trying to get everything organized again uh trainers it it is a lot of work yeah <laughs> there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff people don't see <laughs> yeah so oh but you'll be proud i got all the pikachus that are out for distribution with the hats right now i did it i did it you got the Sinnoh one no, no, that's the only so one. So you're not got. caught up on all the Pikachu's yet. Hey hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 hey!
0: As of time of recording, I didn't even know a Sinnoh one came out. I just knew up to Gen three. I got all those. I gotta get those posted on the I'll Twitter. Get, for I'll a get tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, watch! You're gonna get
1: Cinno and the second you do, they're gonna release the Unova one. I bet you anything. When you claim that code, Unova one comes out.
0: I'll, I'll just wait. I'll get them. Luckily, everything expires November thirtieth but I was ahead of the curve this time. I did a good job.
1: This time. This time. We're we're finally this getting time. you to we're finally getting you to actually start getting things ahead of time.
0: Hey man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get prepped. I'm also I need to find a friend, uh hello anyone in the Dallas area who has a extra 3DS or DS I could use cuz I have to transfer my friend who passed away 7 years ago. I went and visited his family. His family gave me all of his copies of his games so I have all of his completed games and all of his Pokemon I need to transfer them from all of them over to black and white 2 and then I could transport them into the bank and I could get them banked to home so if anyone listening at SPZ underscore 34 I don't even know what my Twitter handle is anymore message me there because that would be a great help oh that's going to be a long weekend project for you (laughs) You have my blessing
1: when you try to do that. I mean, good luck because I know at least going from <laughs> everything to black and white too is going to be the headache. I think after that point, it should be easy with like bank and home, but yeah, Ooh boy, having to do that mini game for every six Pokemon you bring in. <laughs> good luck, yep. buddy. Good luck. I will. <laughs> I think that's about it for our show this week. So I guess from Steven Classic or myself, Researcher Albert, we'll catch you next time Trainers. Train on, trainers. Later, trainers.